What's up, my friends? Listen up. We're back. It has been a crazy month of April for me, um, but, you know, nothing that slows my role is listening to new hardcore music, and it feels really good to be back in this seat. The last episode that we posted publicly was our March recap, and then things have been super crazy for me recently, and I was like, I kind of need to take a mid-season break, and knowing that this was going to be the first thing back, uh, I'm really happy that, uh, you know, it's it's a recap of the month, um, you know, trying to stay on top of as much new shit, and I feel like we have an awesome list ahead of us. Joined as always today by my wonderful, beautiful co-host, Jack of What It Takes Blog. How are you doing uh, this afternoon, this morning, this day? How are you, my friend? Doing good. I'm um, caffeinated, already four shots in for the day. And, you know, just really jazzed about what we have for this episode, man. It's been weird. Like I was telling you earlier, it's like there's been a noticeable absence of of you in the scoped universe. Because I keep checking Spotify. I'm just like, where are the episodes at on Tuesday? I'm like, where? what the hell's going on? Yeah. So yeah. I think I can speak for almost everyone saying glad you are back in action yes yeah we we have been cooking behind the scenes we got a lot of awesome uh interviews lined up already recorded a couple of them um but you know it it, it is a, a weird thing because you know some the the pressure was at an all-time high as far as the things that were going on where i didn't have the shit um backlogged enough and and if even if i did i feel like i would have been half-brained when uh you know posting episodes when i'm mid moving across the country um so just very quick for for the the fans that might not have seen it uh i'm temporarily in eastern canada uh kind of doing some family stuff uh probably for the majority of um majority of the summer so it's been wild that you know, only being here for a month long and there's been so much core that has either hit my radar of stuff coming up or I've already gone to shows and things going on. And, uh, you know, it's been very surreal to get to either talk with people who've been following scope for a long time or get to have certain moments. Um, yeah, it's, it's been very wild. It almost warrants its own like recap or like catch up episode, but you know, I'll, I'll be able to sprinkle that in into some, things in the near future but the reason that y'all are tuning in today is to listen to new hardcore new punk new metal new diy music that was released uh the month prior so as always jack has brought five picks i've brought five picks and as well uh anyone who's been supporting us on patreon has submitted five picks as well um jack is um our our playlist shuffler um so um they've kind of you know We'll be taking us through a journey of different um, subgenres and themes, and uh, as well as we have some calling guests. Um, we've been doing that over the last couple of episodes, and that's been a, a huge highlight for me. So um, I don't know if we should say who we have calling in, or or do, should we just get there at that point? Make make these fuckers wait, man. <laughs> we are giving them the goods. Let them be patient and right. let just. Got to write it out. I'm sure, like, you could probably look at the episode details and be like, oh, these are the three calling guests. But if you're you're That's lazy true. and you're driving and, uh, you know, you want to be safe um, or you want to just play into the surprise, like, let's do that. Um, so, yeah. So 15 tracks. Um, let's check a quick Bev and then we'll just get into it. Um, Jack, hit me with what you got on your um, on your lips today. 
my bev was already digested because <laughs> I needed it before getting on so I could wake up. I had four shots of espresso mm. over ice with oat milk, that which is sounds, like my go-to. That sounds wild. It, I, it's yeah. perfect. Because like you get like that good bitterness from the espresso and then it's – I think something – wonderful happens at least for me like when like espresso hits ice and like it just i don't know just changes the flavor palette and of course oat milk is just like you gotta have it you know it's almost i feel like oat milk surpasses every other kind of alternate milk maybe even like regular milk too i don't know i feel like i think it's the best coffee milk yeah yeah i I think it frosts the best i think it's like taste wise is really really good so um don't come at me in the comments about being team almond or team soy or any of that. So, uh, dude, the fucking two th- like the 2000 to 2010s over. That was like the soy period. We're in the era of oat. Yeah, so. we are in the era of oat. That's right. <laughs> um, so I got a bev today that mentally I've been avoiding um, as mm. far as like uh, trying out more so because of I wouldn't say. I'm a full on hater of this person, but I'm also like, but I am not a fan, I would say. But someone said it on a podcast that this tastes exactly like a popsicle. And I've been, as a Bev connoisseur, I need to go over into enemy territory with air quotes. So I'm going to be drinking. This is so wild for me to say. I'm going to be drinking a prime. Do you know, know who makes this? Who? Do you know who Logan Paul is? The YouTuber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is his drink company. Um, Holy but shit. apparently this is the ice pop flavor. Looks like something I would get, you know, when the ice cream truck comes around, um, but in popsicle form. So ice pop Bev. I mean, judge all you want, but I have to try this shit. So. I mean, it's really the America flavor. It is very that. America themed. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Since uh, the last time we spoke, I think the, the audience is doing an update on your finger because I see it in the corner. That yeah. Well, you know, th- there's going to be video elements of this podcast, but that's just for the interview. So I'll have to, you know, sell it to you. So we got you see you see the line that's here. Oh, yeah. That's where the that's... the impact happened. So for, for those that might have missed the, the the month prior the day of us recording, I was packing up my car and slammed my finger in the car door and still pushed through. Um, you know, there's any of like the mini interviews that we did that made its way to the YouTube. You can kind of see me like I, I look a little not at peace, you know, because I'm just <laughs> dealing with a lot of pain and anguish. And uh, I, f- f- yeah, just full disclosure, just icing that thing the entire time. But you know, the show must go on and the, you know, but, uh, I, I've been able to, you know, function is back. Uh, I've been playing guitar a little bit. I played two really shows did. after, but I was holding my guitar pick with my thumb and my middle finger, which if, if that was end game, there'd be no fucking way I could do that. But admission of guilt is just chugging and, uh, and downstroking. So that was totally fine. Um, so yeah, shout out to to everyone who was dealing with me and and all that bullshit that that weekend. I'm just happy you still have the fingernail, man. Waiting yeah. for it to fall off. I know yeah. it's gonna happen. Yeah, just frame it here. I will <clears throat> say this ice pop is it's tasty. 
It is hmm. wild that there's only two grams of sugar, but it has, I think it's, it's supposed to be a hydration drink and it's got okay. like 10% of coconut water in it. And mm. I'm vibing. I'm into this. It's like See, a when slow I at the, sipper. When I look at the bottle, it makes sense that you said it's like a hydration drink because it looks like something you're supposed to take to the gym. Like I was like, yes. is that either like a pre-workout or like post-workout hydration? Yeah. Okay. Or to the beach. You know, we're getting into the warmer months now. You know, I, I would rock this at the beach and go go oh, for yeah. some, do some laps or something. So <laughs> I'm drinking this um, knowing that you don't have a Bev. So yeah, I'll just mentally cheers you as, as far as getting into the episode. Oh yeah, I can get. I got bananas. I can cheers you for the bananas. Are we gonna cheers Bev to bananas? Yeah, Bev to bananas. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I feel like if there was no cheersing, it would maybe be a a, a cursed episode. But you yeah, know, I, I'm no, glad that omen. that might be the one and only time that food and Bevs are coming. <laughs> As, as as a part of as a part of this episode, but um, you know we've cheers the Bev and bananas. I think it's time to listen to some hardcore. Um, first track is a pick of mine, which was funny because when we were reviewing this playlist leading up to this episode, uh, Jack pointed out that neither of us had submitted any crossover, and then I immediately was like, "Okay, I need to I need to change that. I need to make sure there's some thrash and some riffs." And uh, the fact that you started off this episode with it is is too funny. So we're going to be listening to Enforced um, from Richmond. Uh, the track is Aggressive uh, Menace, uh, which is the first track off of their new album, War Remains, which is through Central Media Records. Um, this almost slipped under my radar because this happens with some bands where they keep their album artworks very very similar compared to the last thing mm -hmm. it's not like okay here's the blue album to the red album to this or we have an ongoing character which is a move but um it was like oh enforce has a new record i need to go you know check it out because it was almost i thought people were just resharing the the older record and i was like what's going on here but then digging it a little deeper and uh it was really hard for me to choose one specific track from from these guys but i think you know start of the playlist um first track of their record i feel like that's a a good way to to kick things off yeah and um honestly like i'm really just happy with this record i was a bit I, obviously since they're from richmond i've known about them and like seen them quite a few times but like I feel like with their first LP, like Kill Grid, I thought it was kind of like I've been describing to people as like a shotgun blast and like Sonic. Like I feel like it's the most palatable for like a, an average metal crossover fan. Mm. But then they dialed it back and made it really specific for like the crossover, like hardcore scene with the, with this record. Mm. And I really am like pleased with that. And I think it's interesting because to me, I don't know how you feel about. Uh, the past LP, I think this is this trumps everything that they've done. And usually the second LP is always like the one people are trying to hope that it doesn't like completely miss. You know what I right. mean? There's always that like gambles like, oh, the second ones when you just start to descend from your peak. But no, nah, I think this is like what's going to set them as like the crossover and thrash band within our universe. So yeah. I'm really, really happy with how this sounds. And plus it's 
the first 10 seconds are just so insane. And it just <laughs> had to be first, you know? Yeah. I Yeah. So without further ado, we're going to check out Enforced. Uh, track is Aggressive Menace. the perfect way to kick things off for us dude it was like a fucking taking like a, a energizer pill and you're just fucking zooming through the matrix i don't know it's <laughs> something about that like the the breakdown at the end that's the, the going into that two-step like that's some evil shit like you it, it's hard to have two steps be evil because i feel like it's always got like a more like hardcore like just like youthy old school feel but that's just like you're like somehow trying to like punch people at the same time as you're two-stepping just to some real violent shit. So yeah. I'm about it. And the switch up into the guitar solo and the, the double kicks behind it, like that, that's like, that's the best shit when it's like guitar music and then just like the pounding of the double kick. It just kind of feels like guns are, are going off at, at all, at all 
all all opportunities. So yeah, new record was awesome. Shout out to Enforced. Um, next is your first pick, Jack. What do you what do you got for for your shit? I'm taking it over to Central Europe. Um, I saw this article in No Echo where they were talking about this band called Touch from Budapest, Hungary. And it's a band I'm just like not familiar with. And they were describing it as kind of pulling in different influences from like New York hardcore, like not just like your, your basic staples, like your agnostic fronts or your killing times, but like stuff on that's a little bit more like melodic or like soulful. Mm-hmm. And so I gave it a listen and it really sounds like, I would say I, I'm going to give an equivalent. Like if you, if you can fuck with almighty watching, that's probably the equivalent in Europe. Like that is their almighty watching. Oh, it's okay. very like, like you can tell there's like some influence of like Bane in there. Some of that like nineties kind of weirder sounding stuff. And it's just like, it's a, a complete like palate cleanser. Mm. Um, and I like things that kind of sound like that. Like it, it took a while for me to like get into almighty watching. It was kind of the same with this chat and played a couple times and I fully got it. And I think maybe this is something that's going to be more prevalent now. I don't know this type of sound, but I'm, I'm here for it. And yeah, I'm hoping that everybody else fucks with it just as much as I do. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm very excited. I've, I can't recall any other bands that I know of at the very least that are from Budapest. And that's like a place that, uh, that, uh, my wife has traveled and, you know, Mm. sometimes like, you know, I know there's like hardcore everywhere, but sometimes you need that first thing to actually start to go back down the rabbit trail. But Budapest was never something until now that I thought about like, who's rocking out there. So let's find out who's rocking over in Budapest. Uh, this is touch and the track is uh, Recurring Cases. And this is a EP? LP? Yeah, I believe it's like a five-song EP. Yeah. Okay, cool. Touch. Let's uh let's touch down on it.
drum part in like the second section was like mm-hmm. really making me it was making my brain work it was like what is going on here because it's like on the off time it's on the the opposite mm-hmm. of the beat which yep. I, like at least for me i need to go back and give it a proper listen but like overall the song is dope um the vibe is there um but that one part i'm still like just pondering like i i just have like question mark emojis going off in my head right now when hardcore bands do stuff like that and they start tampering with like these like weird time signatures and like playing like offbeat i imagine like the more they do that the higher their bass iq is like mm. these people are probably smarter than me and i just i, I actually, appreciate they went that. to college and actually finished college you know like there you go okay yeah. well yeah i'll have to give it another look the the type of the not knowing what to call that kind of beat uh, but knowing that it's like something i i haven't heard of in well in in the last few years so yeah props to them for for at least attempting to do that and i feel like succeeding in what doing a beat like that actually is is to make you like think versus like oh that's cool it's like i'm actually oh, thinking yeah, about why before that's we go cool. to the next one yeah real quick shout out to another budapest band um escalate escalate edge very scary shit. I encourage you, Spencer, and everybody else to listen to that. They came out with something last year. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but you can find it on streaming and Bandcamp. But it's like st- scary straight edge shit. Like you would not want to like I almost like feel like seeing them live in like Hungary would be scary. It'd be like <laughs> the straight edge dudes that wear like all camo and they have like a huge bowie knife on their hip or something like that. Like just like <laughs> bounty hunter level shit. So it's it's good. Bounty hunter level shit. That is that's going into a new tier for sure. Um oh, yeah. well shout out to all the Budapest um you know folks who might be listening to this. Um y'all got some bands. So I gotta check out some more. And I hope other people do as well. Um so I moved up one of our tracks um just so we can make sure because we got a call in um for for this next one. So I want to make sure we're running a bit behind. So I want to make sure that we can get them in but we're gonna be listening to uh this is our first patreon pick track actually um but we're gonna be listening to the band scaramanga um which is from a band a band from montreal quebec so our first canadian debut um this track is uh called the many faces which is the final track off of their new ep the many faces which is through lifers records um there was actually multiple Patreon supporters who were suggesting this track. So it wasn't just one person. It was like a few people that were like, I've been listening to this and it's been awesome. Um, as um, And something that's very funny when I was asking around, I was like, well, so many people want uh, this band. What track should I do? And uh, I'm going to... The Beans and Breakdowns podcast, uh, shout out, um, told me to feature um this track specifically because it features some montreal hardcore royalty um so Mm. max who's featured on this track sings for a band called final word and also runs lifers records so um that feels like a proper montreal debut Uh, and we actually have singer of scaramanga jeremy he's in the waiting room right now so i'm gonna let him in pretty much as soon as we're done this track and we're gonna Talk to him about all things Scaramanga and all things Montreal. Go. 
All right, so this is The Many Faces by Scaramanga. That's some hard French shit. I love that. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, letting letting them in, dude. That track goes. What's up? Hey, what's up? Connecting some audio. You hear me? Yes, we can. Yep. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> how are you Hi, doing? Guys. I'm very good, thank you. And how are you guys? We're doing great. We just listened to the many faces and we have many, many questions. There you go. Ask away. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, first, how about you introduce yourself, what you do in the band and where you're calling in from today? Sure. Uh, I am Jeremy. I sing in a band called Caramango. I live in Montreal. Our band is based in Montreal. Yes. Very, very good. Um, yeah. Scar... scar- well, first off, the name. <laughs> Let's talk about the name because yes. hardcore is that this thing where there's bands will just call themselves either combinations of things or it's like, you know, replacing A's with V's or, or whatever. Where did you guys get that name? And does that have any 
um, meaning behind it, or is it just like a cool, a cool thing to say? It is a cool thing to say, but I must say it is a James Bond villain from the movie, the man with the golden gun, uh, Francisco Scaramanga. And he's played by, um, Christopher Lee. And, you know, he's like uh, this, um, this hitman just as strong and uh, powerful as James Bond. So they're like equals and I don't know, just the name and the like uh, having to face yourself uh, kind of thing. Uh, I was, I don't know, it just uh, talked to me a little bit. And mm. uh, I was playing this game when I, Nightfire, James Bond Nightfire when I was younger. So, and the, the name always uh, struck with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's that's awesome. I, I love taking a, a James Bond villain and, and naming your band that. That's very, very good idea. So, sometimes it just sticks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, just villain's name is in general. It, always cool. Always cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of a geek. <laughs> so, uh, so, Jeremy, we were talking before you jumped on. Um, so this is the first, you know, Jack brings five tracks to the show. I bring five tracks. And then we have five uh, tracks submitted from the people who are who are supporting us on Patreon, and there was an overwhelming amount of people. Like not just one person who was recommending your guys' EP, but there was people on people that were suggesting that. So it was really cool to see so many people um, uh, jamming with the new record. Uh, how's the response been, at least on on your end of things? Dude, I think it was overwhelming. I, I mean, we do have confidence in our tracks, but it's nothing like we expected. I mean, we're just doing it for fun. I mean, people always say that, but honestly, like we're, we're just playing and doing things for a scene and just having people like Justified Arrogance sharing and people that we just wouldn't expect at all sharing our music is just I don't have any words for it. It's uh, it's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, to, on top of that, like just come as an outsider because I, I saw y'all at Montreal Madhouse and it, probably like the set that surprised me the most because like I listened to the demo and stuff and I thought it was pretty neat, but like seeing the response and just like how y'all pulled everything off live was insane like i was like doing some like off kilter shit i was like barking and making animal noises in the pit and just like trying to go go all out just because like it was insane i just and i think it's it's crazy because like you're you're one of the many bands in, in in montreal that are like doing really well like i'm hoping this is going to continue to give y'all exposure and y'all scenes exposure because i think there's really a, a moment happening in montreal like what what do you how do you, I guess, how do you feel about what's happening in Montreal right now? Cause like from the outside looking in, it looks like explosive and like successful. How would you, how would you view it? Oh, dude, I feel so grateful uh, actually just to be a part of it. But even if I was just going to the shows, I would be just so happy. I, I've never been like a, a long time musician or, or anything like this. I, I was just, I've been going to shows forever. So seeing the scene, just exploding like this. I've never seen anything like this uh, from in my living. And there's just new bands almost every month. And they're all sick. The shows are, are the local shows are sicker than the 
touring band shows and uh, i mean not the, that drain has bad shows or anything in here that's actually crazy but uh, <laughs> our local shows are very very good and i mean every band looks like they're they, they're successful and i mean from our band perspective um i would say we we kind of don't want to like put too much in our heads like uh, we're just living the moments and you know when we started a band and uh, me and Jean Gab uh, the guitar player our, our guitar player and uh, it was 2020 and we were the scene wasn't so good actually in Montreal it was kind of dipping a little bit so we were like trying to to do something just to kind of it will sound corny but to save the scene mm. and we wanted just a project for the mushers. I've always been mushing and I, I wanted something just to crank people up a little bit, just mm, to, yeah, yeah, for the dancers. And I don't care if you, you like the music or not. I just want you to mush, actually. I want something <laughs> dynamic and just really fast and really hard when it, when it's time. And so, yeah. And so seeing it, happening like uh like we expected like we we cooked it <laughs> we cooked this for this and it's all happening like we we want it mm -hmm. yeah it, it's very much the uh the mind force mentality of like making sure the music is mosh ready first versus trying to be like oh that's a cool creative part or whatever so i i love the idea of just because i i feel like the when someone wants to be in like multiple projects, they might have an itch like, oh, I really want to do like a power violence thing or I want to do a youth crew thing. But like sometimes those bands aren't the most mosh, like that's not so accessible. Yeah, mosh accessible or it's not as much in the DNA. It's not that people can't go crazy to those kind of bands, but I feel like there are clear cut things uh, within the, the hardcore um, scope uh, as far as like, yeah, that's, that's Mosh first, uh, thinking man second. And, um, not to say that there's no thinking man aspects on the Scaramanga stuff, but you know, hearing it first from you where it's like, we wanted to make sure that this project was to kind of kick things back up and not to say that it, that was only because of you, obviously a global pandemic and people not going to shows for a year helps as well. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, I feel like you guys kind of just went out in the water and then you saw the the wave and you were already out at you know already out at sea and now you guys are just riding it oh yeah and actually uh, i will shout out uh, shout out prowl because they gave us a big chance uh, we didn't have any songs um ready to release but they, they were whole written and shit then but uh max asked us if we wanted to play our first show at their record release for uh, the For Forgotten Realms. And, dude, we, we couldn't refuse. And the response was immediate. Like, and since then, it always has. So a big shout out to Max and uh, the guys from Prowl for that. Yeah, great, great dudes. Um, you know, I feel like you can't talk about Montreal Hardcore without mentioning them. And to, to know that all those guys in my opinion, have no bad bone in their body and they really ride for, for their scene um, and are taking that out. You know, I, I think today I saw that they announced that they're touring Europe 
um, or going are. back out there. So, um, you know, it's a trickle down effect to the rest of the bands from back home. Right. So that's really cool to see. Oh, yeah, it is. And uh, I mean, we don't plan that much to tour like Prowl because we uh, have two fathers in our bands. Uh, one hasn't have a kid yet. It will. Yeah, his kid will be born in June. Mm. So, but we we plan to tour and all around maybe Canada. But uh, we're more in the moment kind of type of band. And yeah, so we're just surfing the wave. Yeah, kind of. Have you have you like what's the furthest you guys have played outside of Montreal at this point? Well, that is a good question because. Uh, <laughs> Our first out of shows, uh, out of town show was yesterday. Oh, and, okay. Uh, yeah, and it was in our in my hometown and uh, Jean Gab's hometown, uh, Rimouski. It's oh, in uh, yes. Quebec and uh, in north of Quebec. And I came from here. I saw my first show in here. I saw a lot of shows in here. Um, Marks uh, from uh, Prowl lives in here. In yes, Rimouski. we talked a lot about Rimouski when he was on the podcast. So yeah, I'm I'm yeah. well aware. Yeah, that's very cool. So yeah, we really wanted to, you know, give back to the community uh, of hardcore in Rimouski, and we were so fucking scared. We, we actually we thought for a second nobody would be there, and all the bands we brought with, with us shot away in excess. Oh my god, it was so scary. But dude, the show was like ten on ten. It was on one hundred percent hardcore. It was so fucking sick, and we saw teenagers seeing shows hardcore shows for the first time was incredible so yeah it was our how to tell show our first one I yeah guess. <laughs> well i i hope that scaramanga is hitting toronto all the southern ontario pockets and i'm sure eventually western canada as well and then when you guys oh, yeah. you know when babies have been popped you know you guys can hit the states as well <laughs> um head towards where jack is um please yeah. Um, is there any shows or anything you want to plug before we let you go, my friend? Oh, yeah. Uh, we will be doing our official uh, record release show uh, this Friday in Montreal at uh, Piranha Bar. And uh, it will be with Excess uh, from Montreal as well, with sharing members of Scaramanga. Uh, we will have Toronto Spirit of Vengeance. Right. Uh, it will be their first time in Montreal, so... I think a lot of people are stoked on this. And we have the comeback of Violent State, uh, Metallic Hardcore from Montreal, with uh, a lot of members from other bands. And uh, we have Womb. Uh, it is a band from the new waves of hardcore in Montreal. And uh, yeah, it is our record release uh, this Friday. Come on out. Yeah, I'm very excited for y'all. I hope it's a, it's a good, good time. Um, before we let you go, do you have a Bev uh, or a beverage on hand that you want to check for the episode? Before we let you go, well, I am a big, big, big uh, sparkling water fan in general. Okay. So I, I am not too difficult on this. I just need something sparkling. Okay. I actually think I hate water. I hate it. <laughs> you <laughs> I, can't I, drink regular water. Oh no, 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 no! I can't. And sparkling, whatever, whatever it tastes, it is the best in on earth. And I will argue with anyone on this subject okay do you do you have one at your disposal oh no i know and i'm actually really fucking thirsty right now (laughs) well (laughs) well dude it's been a blast talking to you uh we're we're team sparkling as well so we'll let you get on with your day and i hope that you crack a uh sparkling water the minute after you're off here so oh 
Oh yeah, I will do. Thank you for having me, guys. Of course, yeah. Hope that pleasure. the record release goes really, really well. And uh, for all the listeners, uh, go listen to the Many Faces and uh, go follow the Montreal guys because you know we want to see more bands from Montreal popping. So uh, thanks for calling in, and we'll uh, talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you, guys. Big fan of the show. Thank you. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Take care, man. Just so many people from Montreal are just the nicest folk ever. Like I got all, all of the good things. I love, I love to see it. Um, okay. So next up we have a second pick of mine. I've been mm-hmm. very excited about this band because it's kind of that classic thing that you're seeing now where it's like someone's side project and then it just like starts really popping once it's like off the ground going. And then it's almost like, it's not like the other band is left in the dust, but um, it's just cool how people can take a small break if, you know, they're in between releases or whatever um, and kind of focus on that and, and be just as busy. So we're going to be listening to 10 to the chest. Um, This is a band from Colorado Springs, Colorado. And, uh, The track is Self-Inflicted Gunshot Wound, and this is off of a two-song promo through Like-Minded Company. Uh, This band uh, shares members with Map for War, which is uh, definitely a poppin' band from the Colorado area. And uh, I've been following the singer of Mouth for War, Trey, uh, on the gram when he dropped that he was doing a death metal project. And I took one listen, and I was like, okay, this is my shit. And I think that there's definitely like, you know, there's a joke where everyone's like, oh, like there's all these death metal projects that just have numbers at the beginning, you know, the 200 stab wounds, so to speak. But this is yeah. a band that to me doesn't feel gimmicky. It, it feels like it's right on the nose of what I want. I want for for someone that's not as like um, listening to all of this either old school death metal or or the new stuff. I want stuff that's in that hardcore attention span. That's like under two minutes. I want something that's just going to come in like no bullshit and just give it to me what I want. And, uh, and then continue on with my day essentially. And I've been listening to this song specifically, um, Mm. just cause it is, it is a fucked up kind of awesome. So, uh, I don't know how familiar with, uh, for you, Jack, um, I didn't know about this band at all. I did not realize that uh, Trey was in it because I've been like following some of his projects in the past. What what does he do in it? Uh, so he's one of the guitar players and vocalists, I believe. So this okay. is one of those no front person kind of bands, but like I don't want a front person in this band or in this type of band, so to speak. It. Yeah, yeah, like and it because it's. I gave it a quick listen before we hopped on. Uh, the zoom here and it's just like more disgusting and like guttural <laughs> than like most of the death metal stuff that's entering the hardcore world which i kind of like because some of that stuff's starting to get a little old but this was kind of taking it a step even further like it's pushing the boundaries it's not as like i don't want to say clean because death metal is never clean but it's less polished and it, it sounds like something you could find in like a cellar or like a torture chamber somewhere you mm-hmm. know i guess it's the music that's playing so I am ready to listen to it again. Yes. So if this is your first time, this is Self-Inflicted Gunshot Wound by 10 to the fucking 
chest. That is someone... Dude, what makes that song for me is two things. The fact that I can't really understand what the hell he's saying, which <laughs> I like that. But also that solo, that, it took me by surprise. And I really liked how like groovy that was at the end. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping, because you said it's a promo, right? Just like this and another song. Yeah. And, you know, th- this is kind of like, I wasn't sure if I should talk to you about this mid recording or after but at least what i'm trying to do and i think you've already done this is like when we pick tracks front for this show like singles should be left until it's a part of a full release but this is the one that kind of skirted by because it's a part of a two-song promo um so because someone can drop that and then have the full release come out in three months but i didn't I've been dodging the the aspect of doing uh just singles for for the show going forward. Yeah, no, I mean I think this deserves it though too. I mean, with with a promo, I think it's good to give people like a little bit of a taste cuz you never know. This could be like maybe the the record that's that has these tracks on there comes out beginning of next year or like, you know, plus like if it rips, it rips, you know, like I, I agree with you on principles, like, yeah, singles should be kind of left off until the full thing comes out. Uh, but yeah, this would be a, a crime to not include this on Dude, here. So. Straight up. I really hope that this band can be one of those considerations uh, for that, like, oh, we should have a like a death metal act on this tour package or a part of this fest. Um and you know you're seeing you know I, I'm thinking of like Singo Sugabog as one of a one of those marquee examples, um, just because Devin came on the podcast a while ago and they've just been killing it and doing all, all like it feels like so much. Seeing them announced for even Sound and Fury, I was like, damn, okay, things things are moving within that world. Um, but yeah, it's uh it's cool to see that not feel like that trend quote unquote is 
you know, is over by any means. And I wouldn't even say mm-hmm. it's a trend. It's like, it's kind of just this revival of something that, you know, a lot of people getting into this stuff now through like, you know, the post COVID hardcore kids, um, you know, they, they're probably like, this is the heaviest thing that I've ever heard in my life. And, you know, <laughs> then they can kind of go down the actual, like just over overwhelming amount of, of stuff as far as, uh, death metal is concerned but um 10 to the chest um trey let's set up the podcast because uh (laughs) we've been talking about that for well over a year at this point bro so let's do it dude one last thing on that i've been thinking like 10 what like what what 10 things are getting it's like 10 fill in the blank to the chest in my opinion knives what watermelons are are you saying watermelons like that? That yeah, um, that would be the most like, brutal thing. Are you talking about that slingshot video where the person leans back and then the watermelon comes back and hits them in the face? No, but that's kind of what I'm picturing, though. Like <laughs> just like someone just like at point blank range, just they're like getting hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you could survive it. Yeah, if you could survive anything ten wise to the chest. Um, damn watch out um what's next uh you're you're next as far as picks for us yeah yeah it's a pick of mine and we're going to australia Mm -hmm. um the band that we're playing a song from is called chrome cage they're from uh australia i've never heard of that place i think it's a badass sounding town name yeah uh so respect um and then the track that I chose on here is called Siege Master. Um, I kind of paired this to back to back with 10 to the chest because it's death metal-y. And I kind of like that, like, it's another place that's having, like, a moment. Like, I'm starting to see bands pop up in Australia from towns that, like, aren't the major metro areas. Like, not Perth, not Sydney, not Melbourne. But, like, just maybe, like, in the peripheries or just like random ass towns. And so I, I think that's a beautiful thing. Uh, well, especially you know a, what a else? death metal band in like a random ass little Australian town. That's, that's cool. Exactly. This has nothing to do with the music, but I was just looking through um, like the names of the people that are in this band. Mm. And the drummer's name is Sean Gosling. I was like, I hope he's related to <laughs> Ryan. Gosling. <laughs> I just, I really just hope. Uh, are we gonna oh, yeah. catch ryan at the the speed chrome cage show <laughs> we'll have to dm him we yeah. have to see yeah. I, I, anything's possible you anything's know? possible uh, truly yeah. truly we're living in the anything's possible timeline right now but uh one last thing on this from my end uh i believe it's out right now on new ethic records so you should cop a physical if one exists and um spencer do you have Anything to say before we enter the realm of the, more death metal? <laughs> until we enter the chrome cage. Um, I like the band name. The alliteration is uh it's memorable. Um, it's fun to say. Siege Master is like brings me back to playing fucking Age of Empires on my on my PC. Um, just like siege anything. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I uh I have zero aside from surface level shit like that i have zero um 
prior knowledge to this band. Uh, I'm glad that there was a band that I wanted to feature that was also from Australia, but they only had it as a single out. Um, so I'm glad that we, you know, checked the boxes as far as having a uh, one Australian uh, pick for for the episode. We always joke that that is a must. So, oh, dude, we got to, especially if you're rocking the the speed gear right now. It'd be the speed, uh, speed, a speed, shame speed, not speed. to have yeah, yeah, yeah. Australian Can't pick. just you know do the product placement. Got to do the actual song placement. So, um, Siege Master, Chrome Cage, um, Aussie Death Metal. I guess let's check it out. love when bands just take that one riff and just throw it like ultra ultra short to end a song versus just like could it just rang out but we're just gonna end on a that's sick chrome cage yeah, dude, that, the, okay. the ring out for me is one of my least favorite tropes that bands do so like i'm so glad they just like came to a full stop like you know you're just like fucking because when you do it live I always love seeing this when like people are just like getting really into it, like a moshing. Mm. You'll have someone that's continuing to mosh once the song stopped. And I always think that's just a badass thing. Yeah. So I I think that there should be either a podcast or something that either you or I or or it's a community effort. The wor- the the worst ways to end a song. Because I I agree with you that the ring out is is I it's just kind of like okay cool like sometimes it does make sense but I feel like it's the I don't know what is more of a like a cheap out a ring out yeah. part or just a clamp stop I'll tell you it's neither this is the one that's the absolute worst is 
when the track, like I, I know that it's purpose for like, and it's on physical media, mm. but like when the song just keeps going and it slowly fades out, like they're still playing the same like riff or I just, for some reason when I hear that, I'm like, you could have made something really cool and just like ended it and chopped it off instead of it just dragged like that. I don't know. I don't know. Dude. It just I, bothers me. I know that we see eye to eye on, on a lot of things correlated, but I respectfully disagree. Some riffs I want, even if it's faded out in my mind, it's going on forever. Okay. And if you're thinking even just on a musical aspect, there's a lot of like, like my grandma had an ABBA tape in her car. And anytime I was driving with her and we were listening to ABBA, all their songs fade out. There's none that just like, they just hard Hmm. stop, you know, like I feel like the majority, none of, of pop music per se, but like there's a lot of that kind of music of that age that they would just like yeah. fade out songs. And it's almost like, I don't know. There, There's maybe a psychological way that your brain is like, oh, like don't fade out and then you want to skip to the next track or you want to repeat it or, or something like that. But um, it would be interesting to have a, a list of what are the worst, best and worst ways to end a song and, and what's most common and what is, you know, the least traveled on. I don't know. We'll have to, we have some homework to do. Yeah, that might have to be maybe like a Patreon question and field it like, what do y'all think? Mm-hmm. And then we'll just make a poll or some shit. I honestly think that sometimes when we're talking about this shit, in in a in a universe where people in this scene could just like do this shit full full time, I imagine you would be in like a professor's lecture hall and you would be yes. fucking chalkboarding <laughs> just all this shit. Papers yeah, everywhere. The fucking place. Yeah, just you would really have disheveled. the Doc Brown haircut for sure. <laughs> Fuck yes, dude. I would take a What It Takes blog one hundred one, uh, HC one hundred one. I would sign up for that. Maybe one day I'll do that. I'll just like find a community college near here. It's like, hey, I'll just teach music history on something so like finite. <laughs> Let me do it. Yeah. Let me cook. Yeah, let, let let me cook. Maybe a band just like pops up in the middle of a lecture and starts playing. Uh, okay, we're getting way off the rails here, but uh, Chrome Cage. I'm gonna dive into more of that demo because that shit is awesome. Um, okay, so next up is a pick of mine. I'm very excited. Uh, I don't know if you checked out this band already, but I was put on to this band. Uh, the band we're gonna be listening to is called Jewel Tone. Uh, from Buffalo, New York. The track is Never Mm. Enough, uh, which is off their debut self-released demo. Um, So friend of the show, and I I would say friend of Scoped Exposure in general, Donnie, who plays in Spaced and Final Declaration, um, he sent me a link to to these guys' demo and said, um, you know, because Donnie also books some shows out in Buffalo, and Donnie said, that when the pandemic was starting to end and shows were coming back, um, he thought it would be a cool idea to book some rappers to open up uh, some hardcore shows that he was doing. And um, to his surprise, some of them dug it and kept coming around. And then the singer of uh, this band is one of those kids. So essentially, 
you know, okay. had that kind of crossover huh. between the rap and hardcore world, which, you know, when I'm thinking back to, you know, before scope starting and different shows that, uh, there's a band, um, there were, there was a, there was a group called three Pete from Winnipeg that I remember that mm. they, it was like a hardcore rap show. And mm. in my mind, I was like, I don't know how this is going to work, but like, you know, it was just such a cool vibe. Like everyone would like mosh and beat the shit out of each other. And then it just felt like we were at a, just like, just everyone's hands up were in the air and just like, you know, you know, they were even like, yo, y'all some crazy motherfuckers just like hitting each other and shit and then hugging and shit. That's awesome. So to hear that backstory from Donnie was really, really cool. Um, but this demo uh, is, it just has that like catchy aspect without it being like, I only listen to like higher power or turnstile, you know, it has like, Oh, I come from an entirely different music genre and now I'm playing in a hardcore band. Um, yeah, I think that's really interesting, the back the backstory of that. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, I mean, it makes sense. Um, we kind of had a similar thing happen in Roanoke, where I think the first show that happened at like our main space was a uh, a rap show. Mm-hmm. And then followed up by like some bands, uh, funny enough, from like uh Syracuse and Buffalo that came down. Um, but you can definitely tell like this is something that like if I had to make up my own backstory for it, like I would imagine it's just kids that like are in to maybe like the flat spot kind of sound. Like they're hearing like the buggins, the scowls um, and like listening to turnstile and stuff. They're like, okay, I want to make something that has like a hip hop flavor in it, mm. but keep it really like parsed down. Cause the song's like what, like less than a minute and a half. It's I like think? a minute and six seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Really short, sweet and to the point. And it has like that kind of like, beastie boys vibe at the end and i've almost i thought about this the other day i just didn't message you about it i really hope that we're getting to a point where like hardcore bands that incorporate rap and hip-hop just start having like live djs and scratches on like record scratches when they play like i just want that to happen really fucking bad yeah like Vane already has a full-time turntable aficionado like let's just embrace that (laughs) you know Dude, I'm I'm about it, dude. I'm not a hater of it. Let's just let it let it proliferate. Keep it going. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. So yeah, there's some clear like BC Boys, even some Rage Against the Machines influence on this track specifically. That with that context, I wanted to include that. Um. And I also want to do a quick plug on this demo. There's an instrumental track that's like it caught me off guard because I was like just listening to it front to back, and then I was like, did my did my Spotify just skip into like a lo-fi like just playlist by accident? But there's an interlude track on the demo that is pretty much a tried and true like something you would have on like a lo-fi thing. But it doesn't feel like super out of place when you're like contextually listening to it front to back. Um, mm-hmm. I think I was just having a moment where I was like, does someone just like you know sign into my computer and starting to fuck with me uh, on a, a psychological level? But I think it's really is it cool. kind of like the same thing that like Neg does in some of theirs. You know that that one. Um, I think it's on the demo where it sounds just like completely different artist. Like, yeah, is it on that same vibe? Okay. Well, like I think I think when like when Never in a Game would do those like jam tracks, it's like a little bit more like okay, the band we're still writing, but this is more like oh, this is just um, even uh, there's a band 
from Europe that I really liked um, called Hosser, and they had a, a track. Mm, oh, dude. They yes. had a track on oh, their yes. LP before they broke up, Rip, um, that was just like, oh, yeah, our buddy um, just is into electronic music. And it was like, yeah, you can use this if you want. And it just like fit fit the vibe. So maybe we'll see. Man, you just more. You just gave me so much serotonin <laughs> saying that band's name. God, dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> All is forgiven. Is that the LP? I believe so. Yeah. Dude, I was. I don't. This is one of my favorites that- of 2020. No lie. Dude, I don't get bummed that much anymore when bands like break up because you know it is what it is. It's the nature. But like when I heard that they weren't playing anymore, it's like, dude, I never even got a chance because like obviously they're yeah. from Europe, and it's like I would have paid a good amount of money to see that and yeah. just go off. But was it meant to be? Unfortunately, not. I did get to have them on the podcast long ago, which was a fun time. And uh, members of that band also play in this band called Adversary. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with that. They did yeah. a split with is that the same adversary that is split with the year of the knife yes uh, that's okay, the cool. very same so yeah okay they're awesome yeah. uh happy to see them getting to get a little bit more on the north american soil shit um but you know we've been talking a lot of jewel tone and uh and, and hyping it up so i want all the people that haven't heard it to hear it uh so Oops, let's check gotta out give it to them jewel tone track is never enough Now, the vibe is there. Jewel tone, dude. I'm so stoked. I, this because is the only track I've listened to. I need to give it like a full spin, like all of it in order. Hear everything because that's mm-hmm. cool. Like it gave me, especially like the first two releases from Turnstile, like that era. Like if you fuck with that and you wanted more of that, then you should be checking this out. Hard agree. Um, what do we got next? Oh, we got a Patreon pick. Um, I'm very excited that this was suggested by uh, the patrons. So um, y'all, y'all on some some good, some good shit. Um, so the band we're gonna be taking uh, checking out is called Balmora uh, from Connecticut. The track is an Angel's Final Prayer, which is off their debut EP with uh, oh, a debut EP titled with Thorns of Glass and Petals of Grief. Um, this is through, this is going to be a classic Spencer's Spencer butchers, the name of something on the podcast. So I'm just going to make sure that I, um, Oh yes. Oh, I know why you do. Okay. I, I, I will give <laughs> to you there. I'm going to say Ephra. Oh, That's how I was going to do it. Okay. Ephra. Okay. Ephra. Which 
Do you know what an ephra is? Hell no, dude. It's a larval jellyfish. So it's a cool like a, name. Like a little baby jellyfish. I, okay. I guess so. Um <clears throat> but um, you know, uh for for fans of the podcast, we had um uh a homie come back on a second time, Zadak, who plays in a band called Sin Centralia. Centralia? Yeah. And mm. we talked a lot about that project, but I saw for Centralia's first show, um, this band Balmora was al- also playing. And I didn't even realize that Zadak played in that band as well. Um, so in Centralia, uh, Zadak does vocals, but Balmora, he's back on the bass that a lot of people know him for. And mm. I, they, they had that show just a couple of days ago, and I was seeing crazy, crazy videos um, mm. of responses, great responses for both bands. And the fact that that band is so new, um, and uh and like people from my universe are like saying oh yeah like someone had mentioned that it might be in their eps of uh what ep of the years for this year huh which is high praise yeah no i mean it the style that they're going for i mean they've pretty much hit the nail on the head i think it's a shame that i didn't straighten my hair or wear any like eye makeup. I feel like that's what I should be doing when I look <laughs> this. Not even as a dislike. That's just like what it is. Like I, I think when I was like really into like Poison the Well and like some of like the that early two uh, thousands era like metalcore stuff when I was fifteen, I would have fucked with this even harder than I do now. Mm-hmm. But it it it's definitely good. Like it's a little bit out of my like wheelhouse. It's not something that I go out and listen to a lot. But like it really is like checking off all the marks. I mean, it comes close to doing being as good as like the foreign hands uh, record that came out last year. Mm. And I think it's neat. I don't know why, but like the, the word Balmora that is in my head when I say it or hear it, I, it, it comes across in like a very like UK, like Celtic accent. Yeah. I don't know why it just like Lord of the Rings. I feel like you I was just like going to say that. Dude. Oh yes. Hell I was yeah. like Balmora is like the, the origin caves of where all the Balrogs uh, like are, are born and are spawned or, or I don't know, whatever the fuck. Um, oh, I yo, I, I have some, something I'm doing. A, I just, cause I needed to look this up. Yeah. I was, I was just ba- about to do that as well, but it sounds like you beat me. There's a it. Balmoral castle which is in scotland so maybe obviously has a dip, uh some added letters on it but maybe that's why i keep thinking that hmm. uh yeah i don't know no no balmoral lord of the rings huh? no balmoral lord of the rings oh i don't know about that i was just looking it up on the map Wait. there's like an actual castle like Wait. in oh there's a website called worldanvil.com dude there's a place in lord of the rings called balmora i am not even shitting you damn dude we were both where what a city located in the southern edge of air arathi highlands functioning as a gateway to the dwarven kingdom uh within the mountains um Balmora is a partly built into a hill 
with parts of the city underground. Dude, that's crazy. I don't know how we both subconsciously knew that. We're just like, oh, yeah, it's Lord of the Rings. Yeah. There's a (laughs) population, 5,000. Three-fifths dwarves and two-fifths humans. So shout out to whether you're a dwarf or a human uh, and you fuck with uh, Balmora HC. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But yeah, let's uh, let's start, uh, you know, we, we're not going to let this divulge into just a Lord of the Rings podcast. Uh, we'll save that for another day. Uh, this is An Angel's Final Prayer by Belmora. Yeah. 
Lord of the Rings HC. I mean, it sounds fitting. And the more that like I was listening to it again, I was like, you know what? This could be like, you know, like this in the like original trilogy where they're just like in some like mountain dwelling, just fighting like goblins in Urukai, just like deep somewhere. It, it really reminds me, and I would listen to uh, any song off of like Meteora, and uh, and I'd be watching it to like. I don't know some fucking Star Wars Attack of the Clones, but like the uh, Samurai Jack animation, and it would just be the montage kind of shit. Like, man, yeah. someone just take all of the hype scenes from Two Towers and then just put that track to it. Um, but jokes aside, like the breakdowns are just so fitting for mm-hmm. hardcore and metal core kids alike. Um, Nothing doesn't feel like too like too forced as far as being um like overly like melodic. It's like yeah, we're we might have one area that we like ring out a little bit, but then we're gonna bring it right back to the breakdowns that that we know that people will go off for. Yeah, yeah. All right, I was mid my bad. <laughs> no, that's all good. Um, so next up. Is one of your picks there, Jack? Yeah, move some things around just so it wouldn't just be uh, a Spencer Rock block as much as I would like that. I'm not trying <laughs> to put you on four in a row or anything. The judgment um, is real. <laughs> this part of the episode so, uh, has been really dull. Hmm? No, if we had a Spencer Rock block, there would be people who would be like, this section of the episode seems sus. But I was just dogging on myself. <laughs> Nah, I like good got, shit. You Fuck, Fuck impeccable you. Impeccable taste. Yeah. <laughs> impeccable taste. So uh, what I selected here is a uh, three-song demo EP, whatever you want to call it, by this band called Recoil out of the southeast of England. Uh, came out on the Coming Stripe Records on April 16th. And I chose... Oh, you had the date the... and everything, dude. Oh, yeah. John. I was prepared for this one. <laughs> Um, and I chose the title track, uh, out for blood. Um, I really think this is some exceptional stuff. Like the coming strife to me is a label I definitely pay attention to. And sometimes they make stuff that like just goes over my head a little bit, but this is something I can definitely sink my teeth into. Hmm. And like, I'm really not even sure like what to make of this band yet. Like I just know that when I listen to it, I enjoy it. Like I think it doesn't nicely fit into any sort of boundary. Like it's it's heavy without being too metallic. And I almost like want to say just like I just want to play it to see like what your initial reaction is. Maybe you can help me kind of classify this, but it's it's good shit nonetheless. And the art probably is some of my favorite art that I've seen. In a hot second, I just—it looks like some like Renaissance painting of like someone getting born out of like a, a abdominal abominable snowman or how the <laughs> fuck you say that, and then like I don't know what else is going on. There's like people partying of devils and shit. It's very—you uh, could probably see it in the loo or something like oh, that. Oh, dude, so. yeah, it, it is a a demon monkey beast orgy if I've ever seen one. Um, or or not oh, orgy yeah. like, per se, you, but maybe uh, a uh, I I don't know. 
Now you might have been right when you said it for the first time. <laughs> I just do you, I think, do this you should think be the, like, the 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 person going into the monkey's mouth is the same person coming out of the monkey's um, crotch area? Do you think that be, person uh, just has a long body? Dude, I almost kind of wanted to be now. I didn't <laughs> think about that, but like maybe he's like just stuck in like an infinite loop where he gets like eaten and dies and then is reborn mm. and it just repeats itself over and over yeah. again. Very uh eat shit kind of vibes. So <laughs> very much so. Uh yeah, but uh I, I've never heard of this band, never checked it out. So I'm gonna keep my comments until the the after part of it um i'm excited uh this is recoil track is out for blood Last part was just getting meaner and meaner. I was like, "Oh yeah, oh, oh." <laughs> My favorite part because it catches me every time I listen to this track is like where it sounds like it ends right in the middle of the song, and it just like drum click backs in, and then just back yeah, to the match. That, that's a very brave thing to do, like just literally to like stop all the momentum, but but bet on it so much that it's going to come back in just as hard, if not more. So I mean, they won. If they, if they bet on it, they won. You know, like yeah. they got jackpot <laughs> at the casino. And I think I finally understand what this is. So there's a band that people used to shit on a lot. I always liked it. I don't know if you'll ever even remember this. Do you remember a band called Swamped? Swamped. No. It was like a New Jersey, maybe Connecticut thing. Cat. The guy kind of sounded like. A screeching bird like the most bird-like sounding human being i've ever heard and they had like 
a, a pretty memorable music video where the guy comes out of a refrigerator moshing. It's pretty insane. I have to oh, link it to you if you've what? never seen it. <laughs> it's, it's a memorable music video. But it reminds me of like that era of like what was going on in New Jersey and like some of the stuff in Western Mass and um, mm. the Merrimack Valley. Like for some reason, that stuff came through uh, Roanoke and Virginia a lot when I was getting into hardcore. And it had some of that kind of meanness to it where it like, it had enough like metal to it for it to be moshy, but it was still like straight up hardcore, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. it just fits in that weird, like fence. It's not like a fence walking man, but it's like right on that periphery. Like, Oh, you could go either way. Like someone that likes straightforward shit could dig it. Right. And someone that wants to just like come out of a kitchen appliance and hurt people could also <laughs> get into this too. So would you say that this has a, a blackened, um tone to it yeah it's like a little evil sounding like when the whole like term darkened or dark hardcore was out um i'm gonna throw something even back to to date myself do you did you ever go on toxic breed funhouse no that was like a blog spot um i know it was mentioned in like the last um episode of hard lore because they were talking about twitching tongue stuff but like anything that was darker or metallic was on that blog spot you could download it like media fire rapid share stuff right right okay. and that was like kind of the sound i feel like this band's going for is like that era like everyone's finding out about full of hell everyone is, is still fucking with like integrity uh and, fo- and pulling teeth so like that kind of stuff but still like i'm gonna beat your ass so mm-hmm. I, I very much am about it. And it's a, it's a fucking shame. It's only three songs, dude. Like it's kind of uh, upsetting, but yeah. it's whatever, man. Is it, is it their debut thing or do they have that I other material? That I don't know. Um, Seems like I want to say they, I'm actually going to. There's a demo from this year and that's about it. They're okay. Most... So they're like absolutely fresh then. Yeah. But uh, they're keeping they're keeping it fresh. So yeah, no, I like that. I I, I would like I said I, I want that. This it makes me feel a little bit nostalgic listening to it because like that's the the kind of sound that like really sold me on hardcore. So yeah. like I really need more of that. So if they're if they're listening, just continue pumping out music. I don't want to wait another year. Yeah, give me give me a twelve inch immediately. Imp- <laughs> Have some patience, Jack. No, dude. I'm tired of waiting, man. I just want it. Give it to me now. Um, <laughs> all right. Next up, uh, we got Hold My Own, um, which I guess is technically your pick. It's. I want to say maybe it's a collective pick. We all like Hold My is Own. Is this a collect? Well, I love Hold My Own, but uh, I it, it was definitely one of the first track things that you brought to the table and i was like oh that needs to absolutely um be on this list and um we have on shit uh waiting in the waiting room ever so patiently and uh we're going to be chatting with with him once we are done but um this i i feel like you should set it up i feel like you should set this one up but i i I back i will say ditto to everything you're about to say (laughs) all right I am the biggest Hold My Own fan. There is no one on the face of this planet that loves them more than I do. And 
I'm always worried with bands when I get really attached like this. Like they're eventually going to have to miss their mark, right? Like they're eventually going to do something that I don't really like care for. But they've done. God, I mean, they. I guess I'm gonna have to pull up everything they've done because I just want to like set this up so that people understand what the fuck's going on. So like, they have like three releases: the demo, the whole my own EP, and then this split. And it's all fucking good. Like, I don't know what it is, whether like. I like wait what say Archie that again. You, you cut out for a, a quick second i think you were sure. just moving yeah away. i was just saying like i like greg's other band that he did in the past uh the the mongoloids and some of his other side stuff but like i really think he's like coming to his own on this record like i think this is like sheer vocal perfection from him and on shit's just like going at it and i i, I just it's just something so crazy that each song they have is a memorable you can pull memorable lyrics from it you can be up front and sing for it then like try to grab the mic like that's something i really miss from hardcore bands because a lot of i think it's starting to change but like it's been so much in the past couple years where people are just like oh horseshoe you're moshing the the and trying to like fend for yourself but this is like stage mosh jump off the stage still trying to like fuck people up but like (laughs) it's it's all catchy like i can't i think that's like the best thing a hardcore band can be is catchy and have earworms and all of their shit is just like that and this track is like that too like it for some reason spotify always lines it up after i listen to like a like a different artist like as soon as i finish the record it'll pop on this track and i'm like i'm not even mad i'm just gonna listen to it (laughs) the algorithm knows the algorithm knows Yeah. Siri, who is the number one Hold My Own fan? I believe that is Jack from What It Takes Blog. Damn right it is, dude. Damn right. One day, one day, if they if they can make an LP that's flawless, I'll just I'll get a Hold My Own tattoo probably. That'll, <laughs> that'll have to happen at some point. Well, you'll have to mention that to to Anshit when uh, when he <laughs> jumps on uh, after this. But uh, in the meantime, let's check out Life Sentence uh, from Hold My Own. Let's check it out. Anshet's a fucking guitar demon. Like, oh, guitar dude. wizard does not 
do it justice for this man. On check. There he is. What's going on, guys? How you Good guys doing? Good to see you, bro. What's up? Good to see both of you. How how are you guys doing? We are great. Um, just just listen to life sentence. Um Jack might be getting a hold my own tattoo. Uh, there's there's a lot of stuff that, that we want to talk to you, and we're very happy uh, that you joined us here today. Thank you for having, having me. That's, that's dope. That's fucking... Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Second time uh, for you on the podcast as well, which I think when you first were on, Hold My Own wasn't either just started or or hadn't debuted just yet. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I can't remember where in the tra- trajectory of the band or where we were at at the time. I, I'm pretty sure we were a band. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, it, yeah, I feel like we've done a decent amount since we last Yeah, talked. I just checked the episode and Hold My Own is in the title, but I think it had just started, but nothing <laughs> to the level of what you guys are doing now. Thank you for just thank you for asking me back on and thank you for, you know, like just I'm the track, you know, thank you for talking about the track and the split. You know, that means a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like the, those two songs are our best ones yet. Um, you feel pretty good about them, you know, I think it's a step up in every way, like riff wise. Uh, vocal pattern wise, drum sound, like the sound of it, you know, when we started the band, you know, I often think about the demo and it's just like, dude, the way we put it together, it was like such a fucking stupid piece of shit. <laughs> of like, dude, just so just stupid. What We just did, made it work the way, like, you know, we track, I remember we tracked drums for it like three times and Serge and I were tracking the drums. And I remember at one point, like, Everything just got deleted because my my laptop crashed. Oh no! You know, sh- stupid shit like that. You know, and it's cool. You know, like I, I love the demo. Mm-hmm. So it, it's been it's been cool to do this band from and just knowing that it, it was just a stupid little fucking idea. Yeah. Um. So I th- I think we might have skipped over it. Um. In the intro before we listen to the track, but this song yeah. is a part of a split y'all did with uh, "Carried by Six. Uh, when yep, did yep. the idea to do with them come into the picture? Were you guys approached by them? How did that work? Shit, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Zach from "Carried by Six's idea. The singer, he kind of just brought it up. Um, you know, Richie Crutch was starting a new label. Uh, never ran, never will. Records. Shout out to him for putting the record out on a seven inch. Side note, always wanted to do a seven inch, being a band that did a seven inch. Mm-hmm. So to do it like a split seven inch is like, it's like bucket list shit. But yeah, I think he just brought it up to Greg and I, and then we connected with the rest of the guys. Sector actually did a split with Kyle uh, from Carry By Six's other band, Raw Life. Oh, so, okay. You know, yeah. That had that connection of going. And I mean, you know, We've we've known those guys. So it's kind of like same but different in a way. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And they're such a great band, man. Those those tracks are some of my favorite, my favorite fucking hardest shit that's put put out this year. So yeah, I I love it. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that Zach came up with the idea to do it Mm -hmm. because when it came up, we're just like, hell yeah, let's do it. 
Richie from Never Am Never Will was ready to put it out, and now he's doing a split for Risk and Fool's Game. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to see, uh, you know, him doing all this cool shit, The Missing Link. So I think that's the start of a really cool label. And, like, a lot of cool bands are coming from it. So yeah, it's, it's dope. So on the topic of splits, because um, Jack and I – especially in the the peak pandemic times i we we had discussed that uh i think 20, 2021 which was like kind of mm-hmm. the tail end of the pandemic shows were just starting to come back at this point we we were always joking that 2021 was the year of the split and that was the really? year that sector and raw life did that one mm-hmm. and then you had the um despise gridiron you had the pain of truth age of apocalypse mm-hmm. But, you know, now we're in 2023 and at least in my realm, I, I I think I stay pretty in tune with what's going on. But it feels like splits are not as I haven't seen the output as much from bands. And I know that we just listed two that that are out this year with yeah. this one and then the Risk and Fools game um, one. But uh, was there any thought into that? Like, not like is is doing a split yeah. not cool anymore or, yeah, or did no, that even cross sure. your mind because you could easily just be like yo i'm gonna put out these two tracks by like ourselves solo. and yeah 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 so there's you know there's always that option but it just made sense mm-hmm. i don't know i think splits are really cool when you know there's two bands from different areas or whatever and you know the sound of it is just like it really comes together. I don't know. It there's many times where I've done a split before, and each band just kind of had their shit mixed and mastered. Um, for people who don't know what that means, it's just like the end product of your songs, like who 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 finishes it. Like oftentimes, split. I've heard well splits that I've been a part of. We just wild styled it and. We just the end product sounded a little different for each band, mm. so it's kind of like, I think it's cool when when we did that for this carried by six on my own split. Like we kind of got everything together. We're all aligned. Like yo, this is how we're gonna have this dude master it, and, and I really enjoy how it sounds. So, so so think, you think it's a little yeah. bit more unified when it's a, totally. makes it mastered by one person? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think, I, t- I totally agree on that. Absolutely, front. and. I think there's so many great splits out there right now and it is a tough decision. Like, do you want to just put it out or do a, do a split with the band and, and, and grow each other? And I think ultimately that's what it, what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Like I remember MH chaos and invoke did a split and I feel like both bands, you know, invoke is out there killing it right now to this day. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know it was cool that we did that. I think so. It helped. Yeah, it helped I think open. that uh, the splits, honestly, like even in a world of streaming where like you can independently find the different bands and stuff like that, like that's what was my introduction to Image Chaos. Yeah, so like, really, I, yeah, yeah. So like, I've been a fan since the the split, and like, I think it's good to try to like reach across different fan bases, and especially if you're like friends and stuff like that, because that's what hardcore is about, you know. Like, if you have a chance to work with your friends, why the fuck not do a split? Dude, you know? dude totally. Yeah, I agree with that. It's like, it's a community. It's, it feels like this project that so many people dip their hands into. Mm-hmm. That, that, at that point, it's just like, damn, it's, 
there's so many fucking people were involved, like from the artwork, from, you know, pressing it, the label to every member putting their in whatever they did on the songs, you know, that I think there are like 30 or whatever people on it. So mm-hmm. that's pretty sick. That's what I mean. That's what hardcore is all about. So I do have a question for you on shit. So yeah. I've been thinking about like you, I feel like most of the bands that you're in and you know, including hold my own, you have some vocal duties on there. So like with hold my own, are you involved in like the writing process when it comes to like lyrics or like placing stuff like that? And then a kind of a follow-up yeah. question from that. Have you do you have you ever been or do you desire to have a band where you just front it and not play Ooh, an instrument? That's a good question. <laughs> Dude, I've been fucking thinking about singing in a band since I was like 10 years old, 12 years old, like sitting on the bus going to school. I like daydream about that shit. But yes, I do want to do that. I just don't know when the right time is, you know. Mm. I know that I'm trying to find like the right time, the right band, right? I don't know. I would, I, I had, you know, I've been writing stuff with the homie that the plan is to sing on it, but like, okay. I just haven't really, you know, done. There is like nowhere right now. Like songs have been, been working on and shit, but like, it's like nowhere near to even talk about. <laughs> I probably shouldn't even well, bring it up right now. No, nah, dude. The fact that you even like mention it, even if it happens in five years, we can just take this clip from this podcast and be like, bam, here's where it was. Someone the other day commented on my interview with Taylor Young, which was like over two years ago where he like subtly mentioned, yeah, I have a band called Dead Body and uh, I don't know where we're doing shit. And I was like, totally like at the time didn't know, but that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I, you know, we're we're keeping it in for sure, but uh, all right, hell yeah, hell yeah, yeah. You play in so many bands. That's that's the thing. You're like, when the time is right, it's like I think we just need to make time so I can have time to do that. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, and on the question of like writing lyrics, mm-hmm. uh, for most of my band, like I mean, MH, I did quite a bit, and you know, there was a lot of heads on. Like Davey would come on with his own parts and we would work on it together and it's kind of the same thing with hold my own like i'll i'll write a lyrics a whole song of lyrics and then you know come up with patterns whatnot and show it to greg and then he will really bring his style into it Mm -hmm. bring his vibe into it change things up change words because i'm like really uh hip-hop driven yeah. uh, like like person in regard to writing uh, vocals so i'll show it to him and it'll be like the most insane shit that you can't even do ever even ever in the studio or whatever so he'll he'll dial it back and make it good so i i wholeheartedly believe it is not just me like if, if it was just me it would probably fucking not sound what it is so yeah. I mean, I have to just give you props on that because, like, I was telling Spencer before you hopped on, I think what sets Hold My Own apart from other bands that you're doing and other bands that Greg's been involved with is, like, every song has a memorable line or, like, lyric to it. Like, and I think that's an insane thing to pull off. Like, y'all that's have, dope. like, I guess, like, around, like, 10 tracks and all of them, I can think of, like, a lyric in my head. It just, like, repeats. And I just... I, I think that's, again, like an insane that's, that's thing insane. to be able to pull off. So uh, congratulations on that. And I have to say, Thanks. like, th- th- I hope I hope we see a, a band with you just fronting it. It has to happen. Like, I'm ready for it. I'm sure everybody else is ready for it. So That means a lot, man. Thanks, brother. And 
Thank you. I'm glad you like that. And I, a lot of it definitely is like Greg definitely pushed me to sing in the band, like do those parts. Like it wasn't like he would just be like, yo, like, yo, you got to do this, this, this. And then you'd be like, yo, this has to, this should be a gang vocal part. So he's very creative in that part and pushed me to sing more. So like, I don't think I would have done it if he wouldn't have encouraged it. So it's pretty dope. But I oh, appreciate yeah. that a lot, dude. And we do as a band all appreciate that a lot. And like, yeah, I th- look, we just recorded some new shit too. So, and there's like some, like our drummer singing on it. You know, my brother, Kush has a part on it. So everyone's saying, yeah, sick. we got Senta from Numb on the track. There's one track that's like, we represent like India, Mexico, Japan, just like a lot of different countries. Yo, crazy. So it's like, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Looking when can we expect to that? Like, is that going to be sometime this year? Or is it still? Yeah, that'll be later this year. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. After the split, we got we got a, a track coming out. Like, I mean, I'll say here, probably, you know, I'm not going to post online anywhere, but um, we got a track coming out in like two months or something like that. So that'll be like the precursor to the record. Be on the lookout. Oh, yeah. J- July, yeah, July so 1, if uh, we're going at, at two months exactly from today. Um, Anchit, I have a yeah. very quick uh, anecdote to, to share before I let you go. So obviously, you know, you've been on the podcast before, but we got to physically link up at Act Like You Know yeah, Fest man. end of That's last awesome. year, which was a blast. Um, I, You guys played day two, I think. Yeah, with you guys. With us? No. Yeah. Was it? Did we also yeah. play day two? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for correcting me. So this <laughs> is what happens. Endgame plays, and then it's the three-band scary block. So it's yeah, Cell, Peeling right? Flesh, and Snuffed on Sight. <laughs> and this was like lights off some of the most violent. Like I went to go watch Peeling Flesh, and then like chance from gagging order is like karateing into the door like that's yeah, off man. of that green like merch area and yeah, it, right. i swear that door was about to come off its hinges it was like oh this is the five and i'm thinking about this all the time like hold my own is supposed to play after this like ass beating rock block sure. and i was i was like i felt ba- i was yeah i was like <laughs> people are gonna just be like just on the side of the stage like this. And then, but, dude, the lights got turned dude, on the after lights, us, bro. The lights <laughs> came like, on what? and everyone had this second wind. And like, I, when I had Jay on, uh, from Mind Force on the podcast recently, I said something about like, if I was president of hardcore, every single show and every single oh, site yeah. would have lights, lights on. on. Always. That was just an example of the lights coming on for a band and you can see everything just enhance the vibe. And the fact that you guys had a killer set, and I feel like oh, that thanks. momentum carried on to the rest of the day, it it almost prolonged the sluggish behavior onto Sunday instead of like onto the next band of that day. No doubt. Yeah. So Sunday was sick too. Like, like early on, it was crazy. But mm-hmm. damn, you know, last thing, I mean, I fucking lost my. I lost my wedding ring like right before we played that that set, dude. Yeah, I remember this. Remember I was that, talking dude? about that. Yeah. And like at 3 a.m., it was found. And like I was, we just played our at the after show. Yeah. I was just chilling, having a beer or whatever. And, and it was found. It's like, God damn. So who who found it? Who who do you want to thank? 
Um, I, th- I think it was a cleaning person at oh. the venue, and they hit up Aaron. So they're yeah. like, did someone, did someone uh, end their marriage, or did someone lose their wedding ring? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, dude, I, I was like, I, I don't even know how I played that set. I was just like, not even a person. <laughs> like I was just like, oh fuck, I'm an idiot. <laughs> It sucks. <laughs> I am very glad that you found it because I remember you telling me after it was like at, at the end before the the after show you're like, dude, I lost my ring and I have no idea where it is. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> well, I'll keep an eye out, but I'm very glad that you <laughs> yes. found it. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Appreciate you both for that, man. Of course. Um, before you go on shit, do you have a bev um, or anything on hand, beverage wise, that you want to quickly check? For the episode. Yeah, actually, hell yeah. My shout out to my wife. She just gave me this coffee. Ah. In the Hershey's mug. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Yo, Spencer, real quick. I have one other thing to add. Please. I just got this message to me because I was just talking in my band chat about just doing the pod with Anshit. And someone wanted me to get relay a message to you. So there I'm in a band called collective action it's like a youth crew kind of like west coast uniform choice sounding band it's all young kids like 17 to 19 years old that's it and one of those kids went to see y'all at that north carolina festival i can't remember overcome fest yeah and apparently you were his uh hold my own was his first stage dive he never staged dive before and so (laughs) y'all got to claim the first one for him so they wanted me to play that bro that's amazing shout out to him dude yeah, was, dude, little, little Jack was really excited because uh, we're both named Jack, so I just have to call him Little Jack. But like he's <laughs> st- like in high school, just like starting to get like a real love for hardcore, and like the fact that like we both share a love for Hold My Own is like fantastic. So I'm glad he's in the dive. Ah oh, man, love to you both, brother. That's <laughs> that's fucking sick. Yeah, uh, Ante, is there anything you want to plug or shout out uh, before we let you go? Uh you know. Shout out Scope to Exposure. Uh, you know, I think this is, you guys are great. I think uh, just everything you guys do is sick. It's a always a great listen. And I, re- I like every part of it, what you guys do is sick. So respect to you guys, man. Appreciate that, man. I appreciate Thank you. you. Uh, I, I, I really want to keep chatting with you, but we have five more <laughs> tracks before we get into the episode. So uh, you have Thank a good rest of your day, bro, and we'll uh, we'll be in touch. Absolutely, brothers. Later. All right. I'll talk to you later. Peace. I just love that man so much. Dude, the fact we're getting more Hold My Own this year, uh, that's <laughs> an exceptional thing. That is... <laughs> oh, man. That's it's good beautiful. shit. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so like I said, we got five, five tracks. Oh, six tracks. Damn, we have to start cooking. Uh, oh, dude, I, yeah, we've been we've been at it for like two hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's also the our our secret person in the waiting room that we don't know if this is our final guest or <laughs> someone else. So, um, oh yeah, that's right, that's right. I okay. I, I'll message the guest because I'm not gonna reveal who it is just yet, but I'll message him our, our like are you this person? <laughs> so, um, anyways, uh, the next track that we have up is, uh, a, another Patreon pick. Uh, and I'm excited that this got selected as a Patreon pick, um, because this is a local band to me. 
um, and a lot of really dope dudes and supporters of Scoped um, here here in the Calgary hardcore scene. So the band is called Abrupt Decay. Uh, the track is for oh god, this is happening again for for real seizures. <laughs> it's not for real, but uh, no. Febrile. I'm gonna say febrile. For, for All right, febrile Google, seizures. Hit febrile. Fe- oh, it is febrile. Okay. okay. Damn. Okay, so febrile seizures. Um, so okay. this is off their self-release EP that just came out um, just a few weeks ago. Um, mm. I've gotten to see this band. They played uh, with my other band, Emission of Guilt, for our first show. I think they've played, a, I would say, maybe f- you could count on one hand how many shows that they've played, but I've okay. seen them like really come into their own as far as what they do. Um, I would kind of compare this as like experimental metalcore. Um I wouldn't go as much as to say math core, but I feel like it's it's got the hardcore elements while having a spastic um edge to it. Um and I wanted to quickly shout out um so the singer Grant um was on this podcast done by another friend of Scoped, uh, Chris, who fronts a band from Edmonton called Eyes Front. Uh, Chris has a band, uh, a podcast called Sing Loud, and uh, mm. it essentially is like interviewing vocalists within the hardcore uh, community. We were talking a, l- a little bit about because Admission and Eyes Front played some shows together, and he's like, "I have to pick your your podcast brain." Um, so he's only like, I think like four episodes deep, but, um, yeah, like I've been enjoying it cause he's interviewing people within the local sphere that I might have like talked to here and there, but not heard their backstory. But, um, hmm. so Grant talked a lot about this release cause it was just before it was coming out. And a lot of the lyrical content is kind of tied around his, um, upbringing in the Mormon church and some of the traumas and things that he dealed with kind of like dealing uh like realizing some of those things in his adult life and it was very uh thought-provoking some of the things that he was talking Hmm. about so um i'm happy that this got selected as a patreon pick and i just as a you know a fan of you know hearing about new bands in the western canada sphere this is a band that i'm very um excited to see um them doing more stuff um they are going on tour with uh, Claymore, which uh, Abrupt and Claymore share members. Um, so they're going on tour in the later part of May. They're hitting Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary. So if you're within those cities, I'd highly recommend you check this out. Um, yeah, so let's check out Abrupt Decay. Uh, this is off the EP titled, As It Came For Me, So Shall It Come For You.
I forgot to mention this track also fe- features Michelle from False Body, and I feel like that's a perfect Alberta pairing for for that band. So, yeah, that was a good matchup. And that mathier stuff, I think I think I would classify like a, a mathcore influence in this. It's mm-hmm. like spastic. I got this is stuff that like probably the most unfamiliar like subgenre of like hardcore and metal that like I don't really know much about. But I would say that this is like an even dose of like if you like see space cowboy but can also appreciate like power violence and like maybe like the math core stuff i think this really works and it's kind of good to know about like the meaning and like behind like what he's talking about on the record as far as like the lyrical content and like where it's coming from Mm. because sometimes with like bands like this like I get lost in like what it actually is. You know, I'm too focused on like trying to decipher the sound instead of like the meaning behind the music. So like, I'm gonna have to like give this a full listen and then also check out that podcast. I didn't even realize that existed. So mm-hmm. maybe like do that and then listen to the record and see how I feel about it. Yeah. The track's cool. I just want to see like what is his name's Grant? Uh, Grant, the singer of Abrupt. Yeah. 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 Just to see what he's got to say about it so yeah it's funny because this. This cool. uh chris who runs the sing loud podcast he he said i would never say this publicly but i'll say it on his behalf or not on his behalf but i'll just it's kind of like he's really trying to make a show about people who are vocalists and like what it takes to be a vocalist and how you take care of your voice and all these things and he may or may not have been inspired by Shane Told, who has a podcast very similar to that um, from Silverstein. But a lot of the time, it's just them, you know, Shane just talking about all these tour stories from from the days beyond. So he's trying to get a little bit more like specific, which I can appreciate. I love when people kind of dive down kind of in the niches a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Band is Sick. Uh, I I'm very intrigued your take on this uh front to back because I will say that there's later parts of this record that have aspects that tie together again going back to that lyrical um mm-hmm. why behind some of the stuff um but yeah uh abrupt decay wild rose Horns up. Horns up. Um, all right. Now we got five left, and I'm hoping that we can just p- push through some of these things. Um, so we got a, another Patreon pick. Um, Jesus Peace, Philadelphia, PA. Track is Fear of Failure, which is off their new record, So Unknown. Um, oh, I was going to do off the record, So Unknown, because there's the dot, dot, dot. I'm trying to do it dramatic yeah. pause but i'm trying to rush through it um yeah so that was uh released through century media records um you know uh what do i have to say about jesus piece fucking heavy ass shit and breakdowns um i haven't listened to this full thing front to back but from what i've heard from the singles i've just been excited for new jesus piece i've wanted i've been wanting to have uh another member of the band um come on the podcast to talk about it but um we're strategizing how we do that this so far 
I, so I actually have listened to this all the way through. Okay. And it, I really want to like, it made me want to like revisit their whole discography because with the, the last record, uh, only self, that was like, to me, when I heard that, I was like, this is like the most well-produced, just like almost like ethereally, like dark record. It was just like, really took me somewhere when I listened to it. And so when I heard this, uh, so unknown, it feels like they peeled back a little bit to go more towards like what they sounded towards, like their roots of when they first started, Mm. like it's not as polished. It's a little bit like grainy sounding and, and maybe even more like more of a direct hardcore influence within it. Um, and I just think that's an interesting thing to do. It's a, I, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm puzzled a little bit on why they chose to go that route. But again, like, I think it's, it's a bold move. Cause like once you, I feel like when a lot of metal bands hit that type of like really polished sound, there's not really many places to go. Uh, with that, you kind of have to kind of just like either keep building that or start to become more like generic sounding, but, uh, I applaud them for doing that. And I, I think I need to just like, I really want to sit down and listen to two LPs back to back just to see like how stark the differences really are. Cause I think it, it, there's a lot more differences between the two than what I'm trying to like painting it to be right now. So right. like, I don't know. I see it's interesting. It's really interesting. It's good. Cool. Um, so fear of failure, Jesus peace. So unknown that, that time I did the, uh, dramatic pause <laughs> properly. Uh, yes. Let's check it out.
seeing <laughs> during that last breakdown, just Jack just pulls the banana out like it's a Glock and starts firing. <laughs> yeah, I'm shooting off rounds of potassium, dude, killing my enemies, vanquishing my foes. Yeah. My God. I was in <laughs> stitches. Um, yeah, that shit is heavy. I feel like every Jesus Peace song needs to have that like guitar that's chugging and then on the other side it's like hitting the really just fast picking like yeah like in some kind of variation of that like there's so they just do that so well um and some of the breakdowns from the songs that i've heard on this record like it's less about like the patterns and how can we like really squeeze mm. juice and like have that space until we have the next um chug section if you know what i mean like the, no, I get what you're the saying. parts like dan dun, 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 like you're kind of like anticipating when it's gonna happen but man that's some yeah, like can i drop some real quick deep knowledge hit me with the with the deep cut so anthony that's in this band used to be i think he sang for this band called crosscheck that you i don't know if you ever listened to it you probably be able to find some of the stuff on streaming but like i've like used to see him around because he played roanoke quite a bit mm. so like i've like i think it's just interesting to think back like oh i used to see him at like this is hardcore all the time like i think he was big into like jerseys and shit like wearing like athletic stuff and then being in crosscheck and now he's like in one of the biggest bands in hardcore. And it's just like a crazy thing. So I just wanted to drop that. Some Pennsylvania, like 20, maybe like early 2010s, possibly even late 2009-ish like era. So hopefully, I don't know him personally, hopefully he doesn't get mad for me just dropping that. <laughs> Some people want to bury their old bands. But I loved Crosscheck. So uh, respect to Anthony and mm. respect to Jesus Peace for still be in that band because they're almost at 10 years right i feel like it's getting close gosh i yeah i guess man um well i'm not holding my breath if anthony comes on the podcast but i've reached out to him multiple times i've had some yes some you know just that that man is very very busy like he just opened like a coffee shop like he's got shit cooking so it might have to be someone else but if he ever does come on, I'll be sure to be like, so what's the deal with Crosscheck? <laughs> so we'll see. You'll get some good stories out of that. Yeah. You, I've definitely played quite a few shows with that band, and it was, <laughs> it was always great. Very cool. All right. Um, we're going to keep cooking. Uh, the next up is one of my picks. Uh, the band we're going to be checking out is called Nomad. Um, the track is called Future Primitive, and this is off a uh, their debut demo through... Uh, Yafira, we were back here at Balmora, and then we were just I I've blank on what it's called, but it's off the same label. And uh good friend of Scoped Exposure, um Grady, um, who also plays in a strange band called um Defiant Path. Uh I just saw that he posted this and I was like, yo, you're playing in a vegan straight edge band now? I was like, yeah. And I asked um, him if there was anything that he could um, give me context-wise about the band because just the album artwork, I was like, is this a national 
National Geographic like cover of something and then a band just slapped their name on it. But I was like, it is so not the norm that I was like, I need mm-hmm. to check out what this is. So um, shout out to Grady for giving me some info. So uh, Nomad is a vegan straight edge band featuring members of Defiant Path, Hate Still Burns, Struck Nerve, and Killing Me. Um, Grady says we tried to get a mix between some undying elegy elements with mostly uh, um, Miss Sigs, kind of Seven Angels, Seven Plagues, mm-hmm. Cast You Down South, Metalcore, um, which I think that they've landed a, a thousand percent. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like it is, even if you, well, I feel like once you know that they're a vegan band, it totally makes sense as far as the artwork. I, yeah. I, I think more vegan bands should just have more animals, like just portrayed in a way that are like, yo, you were so, this, this chicken looks so dope. I'm going to stop eating chicken now, you know? And so I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just, I think it's just cool that they're like just featuring a fucking like, what, what are the animals on this artwork here? I'm trying to it's pull it a, up. Like we got some wolves. We got some horses. Like, you know, don't got any like pigs or cows, but you know, maybe that's on the next release. Who knows? Yeah, I, don't like, I didn't even realize it was on that same label that the Balmora mm-hmm. uh, release came off of. So respect. I'm glad. We actually did that twice because we have had two Century Media Jesus Peace and Enforced, and then this and Balmora. So mm-hmm. keeping it, keeping good pairings. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's check out Future Primitive. And uh, and then we're going to keep cooking here. But uh, this is for the vegans. This is for all the, the haters that were commenting on that reel that just went viral on the scoped account um shout out to street justice but for now this is x nomad x
That guitar tone's like as thick as like a crock pot soup. Yeah. Thicker than it's just it feels like it's been brewing, you know? It's like we left this on low for like three days and now we're serving it up. A vegan vegetable stew that's mm-hmm. just been brewing since like the dawn of of, of <laughs> the dawn of time. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fun. Um yeah. That band's sick. I'd have to hard agree. Mm-hmm. I have to I'd have to say like again, this is like stuff that's like sort of outside the wheelhouse, but like when you said uh like the seven angels, seven plagues, like that makes a lot of sense now. So I was mm-hmm. trying to think like there's something that's like so not many I don't think many vegan straight edge fans pull from this right at the moment, at least not to my knowledge. I, I'm I would I'm the I'm maybe not the expert in it, but um I just think that's an interesting take of what they're doing. And I I didn't realize it was like sort of like a stacked lineup of bands. I've never even heard of this band. Like this is probably the pick that you did this episode where I just like had no idea about anything. I was like, this is just all new to me. So the fact that they share members of like Killing Me and like Defiant Path, like that's dope. Yeah. That's really, really interesting. So I guess given the proximity, maybe I'll get a chance to see them at some point. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Um yeah, Grady is a great dude, and uh, I vividly remember being in Oklahoma for what is now called Act Like You Know, but at the time it was prom core, and it was like day two. It was the first main day, and it was like the day after the pre-show, and I'm just at the coffee shop next door, and then this this kid comes up. He's like, hey, are you Spencer? And I was like, yeah. He's like, hey, uh, my name's Grady. And he's like, oh, dope. Are you going to the fest? Yeah. He's like, okay, awesome. He's like, is it cool if I sit with you? I'm like, oh yeah, a hundred percent. And then we just like were chatting about hardcore, and um, I had mentioned that I, because filming promcore, goddamn, that was like the most amount of bands in one straight shot that I had ever done, like five minute change. I think one day there was over twenty bands, which is so fucked up to even think about. <laughs> but um, I had mentioned that I I was like, man, I would love like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but I was like just like just hacking back the um the protein bars. And uh Grady is just a gem of a human and showed up day two with tinfoil wrapped, my fucking name was on it, and just like came oh, yeah. up, I'm on stage about to film X band, and he's like, This is for you. And uh, we took a picture together and we've just been chatting ever since. And he's just a real deal. He's just a real deal. Hardcore kid um, from a very, you know, underdog part of the scene in the States. And to see him playing in a band that seems to be getting some attention just outside of, you know, the the local ethos for him is really cool to see. So I love you, Grady. Um, keep making sandwiches and keep being vegan. And uh Excited to see where Nomad goes for you and uh, the rest of the guys. That's wholesome. I don't even know what else to say. Very, very wholesome story. I, you know, got to give some props to uh, people that feed you while you're at Fest. So um, three tracks left. We got our last call in. Um, We had to move a couple things around in the middle of this episode, but uh, I'm very excited 
to be checking out this track, um, which is a pick of yours, Jack. Um, I think your last pick, actually. Pretty certain that, yep, that's right. Mm Mm-hmm. One you were just, very adamant about having for this as well. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, I have been a big fan of Initiate for a long time. Um, I happened to see them. I don't know if it was their first East Coast tour, but they had played a, a house show in D.C. And I just happened to catch them. I think it was like 2018, 2019. And just been keeping up with them ever since. And I just was not expecting this record. Um, I wasn't. Uh, very impressed by the singles, really, because I, I just didn't click. But as soon as I played the the track that we're about to put on here, "Waste Your Life," it all just like made sense. Hmm. And I think it's an incredible record. Like I've I've listened to it a bunch of times, and it's I don't want to say it yet because it's, it's still just the beginning of May, but like likely will be my favorite lp of the year i mean it's something like it's impressive to have a band pull off like an interesting tone like they're doing because like it reminds the only band i can think of it like modern times it sounds like that a little bit is like life's question Mm. it's very rock and roll and bluesy and i think it just like takes you on a fucking ride like i i i just love every track there's not a skippable track on the on the lp and I just, yeah, no, I, it blew my expectations out of the water. So I'm really happy that we're going to be playing it and then talking to someone from the band. Yeah. So uh, Waste Your Life. We're going to waste no time and uh, listen to Waste Your Life by to initiate off the album Cerebral Circus.
That was Bang. rocking and rolling. Yeah, I love it. That shit was awesome. And we are joined by Danny, drummer of Initiate. What's up? How's it going? Good. We were just Can you hear, can you hear me okay? Yes, loud yeah, and clear. Loud and clear. Oh, wanted to make sure I didn't sound like I was in a well or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, you were all good, friend. Uh, yeah, so just listen to Waste Your Life. Um, singing some high, high praises uh, about initiating this record. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's very awesome to have someone from the band call in and, and chat about it. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really excited about the record. Um, it's kind of funny because I didn't record on this record. I just joined the band pretty recently, but I was filling in for like a year. Oh, so we've okay. been playing we've been playing this song for about a year and a half. Right. Um, and it has changed a lot uh, since I started playing it. I think like the recording process, um, Zach Tuck uh, produced the record and I think uh, had some good ideas to add to the song. And it sounds really good. What air quotes good ideas uh are you kind of referring to were, were there any specific producing things that um that he was really bringing to the there's the songwriting camp for you guys for this one i think um it's definitely like more of like a poppy like verse chorus first chorus on some of the songs on this record and i think like we extended some of the verses we added like a you know bridges and stuff and like kind of the song before was really short it was a little slower too Mm. um so i think it's like a good a good tempo to play live also mm -hmm. um so yeah i think he kind of helped with that and uh from what i've heard a lot of help with like the surface like the singing on that um which is mind-blowing to me it sounded so good mm -hmm. um so yeah he's had a lot of good ideas on the record and helping out yeah that's awesome um yeah, it is funny, Danny, as well, because when we were emailing and setting this up, we have met in person, but I totally had blank because you were filling <laughs> in for drums for Super Crush when you guys were yeah, up in Edmonton. One of the carousel drummers for Super Crush. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do I do a lot of filling in. I go unnoticed, <laughs> but I do do a lot of filling I see, in for bands. I see. Um, Jack, do you have any questions for Danny, uh, about the, because yeah. this, so, uh, Danny, I'm not sure if you know how it works, but, uh, Jack brings five picks. Uh, I bring five picks to the table and then we have, uh, some patrons who are, uh, submitting some picks as well. And oh, cool. I think when we were talking about this kind of mid April, uh, Jack was like, super adamant that it that we needed to feature an, an initiate track and really wanted to see if we could do a call-in which you know we're we're here now so uh um, yeah so this is kind of jack's end of the stick when it comes to that so I, i'm curious on, on what on what what they got word yeah no i um i was saying before you you, you hopped on um i saw initiate uh pre-pandemic when before i guess you joined the band uh they had played a house in dc i knew nothing about the band and definitely they won me over and i but i think the thing that's it's just really interesting about this record is it's a huge like divergence from what y'all sounded like i feel like not many hardcore bands that i can think of other than maybe like life's question are pulling in kind of like this bluesier rock and roll kind of tone in the guitar and like musicality of it because it's really just anthemic all the songs really seem like 
they could be just like huge monumental singles within themselves. So like, I, I'm wondering if you have, have any insight on like, why was, why did they pivot direction into this kind of sound? Cause like, it's pretty unique. Like I, I like I said that other than life's question, I can't think of another band that does that. So I, I'm just wondering why, cause I, I love it. I think that's what makes this LP fantastic. But I just want to know, like, I guess if you have any behind the scenes of like why that direction took place. Yeah, I was actually thinking about this this morning because I was um, I was doing a listen through on the record this morning before uh, chatting, and um, yeah, it is kind of wild. It's like still sounds like initiate, like you can tell it's the same band, but it's like a huge leap. Um, I know the songs. I think Alec, the plays guitar, started writing uh, the songs during the lockdown period, mm. and. Um, I think it was one of those things, like, I think a lot of people during lockdown were like, do I want to like dive into this band, like really hard and like really take it seriously? Or like, is the band going to fizzle out? Cause like, you know, we didn't play shows for two years. Well, and, um, and, and Lavender think, came out like April, 2020, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 So um, y'all were and, kind of in that pocket of like releases that kind of really were like, <sighs> you know like it, it's it's really unfortunate i've seen some other bands who had killer records that have either been able to push through that or like some people had to uh you know move on to side projects or whatever it was but uh yeah it's it's been a while since we've heard new stuff and i'm happy to see that y'all have kind of come around to it yeah this um I know they put a lot of work into this record. I know it took a minute. And um, I think you can tell when you listen to it that like there was time, a lot of time put into mm -hmm. it. And um, I think everyone just has like a lot of different influences. And I think like hardcore at this time, you can explore different things. Like I know like 10 to 15 years ago, you kind of had to pick your lane, you know? Yeah. And I think like now everyone's realizing like, oh, like we can keep the ethos of like DIY, like doing it ourselves, and like, but we can like kind of go and try other different things. And um, it is cool because this record, like depending on what lineup we play, like a fest or something, like if we're playing with like more melodic bands, we can play a melodic set from this, you know, the record. Right. But there's right. also moshier parts on there mm -hmm. and moshier songs on the record. So we've definitely, cause we played with Touche, um, a couple months ago so we we premiered like the surface live and I, nobody knew that like there was going to be singing or anything but it fit really well for that show hmm. um so i think like yeah it is very diverse and um yeah it's been really interesting because i've i've known i've known crystal since the band started and to watch everyone come out of their comfort you know zone to like try new things i think was part of the reward um, for getting this record done. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to pay off too because uh, that's another good point about the record, the diversity in it. Because I feel like some songs could really fit well with people who really fuck with like One Step Closer and that really? kind of vibe of sound, like maybe some Run For Cover stuff. And then obviously you have tracks where you could hit hard. And so I think it's, it. y'all played your cards right and I think it's going to really pay off. But I, I had one other question to ask because mm -hmm. I was just looking through the, y'all's instagram y'all have like a part one of the the tour that you're doing with end time for like west yep. coast the dates are y'all gonna make it over to the east coast because i 
I need is, I, I, is that I part need to two to be yeah, announced. Part two. <laughs> yeah, I think um, so. Unfortunately, I got hurt uh, at the end of the tour we did with Punitive Damage. It was like a full five day thing, and I got hurt, and I'm out the rest of the year, so I won't be on tours. But there will be an East Coast run this year. Um, yeah, there's some stuff that's going to get announced uh, probably yeah, yeah. within the next few months. It's pretty wild. It's May already. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it should be getting announced probably within the next month or two. But, yeah, we'll be on the East Coast. I live in Ohio. so I'm Oh, not- really? Oh, yeah. shit. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not that far from me. I live outside of D.C., so really not too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what did you uh, do, do if you don't mind uh, sharing? Yeah, I was like, that, like is I'm- it a is it an embarrassing story? Is it is it kind of sick? Kind of it's funny. It's so weird. Like nothing happened, but I had like excruciating pain the last day of our tour, so they had to find a fill in in L.A. because I couldn't play. Oh, I had to fly back to Ohio. Found out, went to the ER. Found out I had an epidural spinal hematoma. So like, I was bleeding. And like near my spine and it was like compressing the nerves so i was like mm. paralyzed for a second and i had to get like emergency surgery done and i've been like recovering from that and i'll probably be out likely the rest of the year but they're keeping me in the band okay. so i'm trying to find my ways of like you know holding like doing my part yeah, yeah. doing this podcast I mean, hopefully helps the the you know yeah. it's like well i did no, this is, i've never done one of these before so this is awesome mm-hmm. this is great have you been able to get behind a kit yet? Or are you still kind of working up to that? I have like no power, but like I can do like practice pad stuff, but um, okay. I can't li- like I'm curling water bottles. Like I'm doing like therapy every day and like I can't lift anything and I've lost a lot of weight. So oh. pretty scary. They thought I was going to be like permanently paralyzed from the neck down. So it was like, I'm just happy to be mobile and it's also been really special with this record coming out the last month because I'm so proud of like everyone. Like they were there for me throughout the hospital, keeping up, supporting me, and uh, they've become my best friends. So I'm really proud to see this record come out because I know they worked really hard. Yeah. Um, is, uh, and, and like you said, there wasn't any like, incident or anything one specific thing that triggered that is that something that just like turns on at some point in your life I guess it's normally like a head trauma thing but I didn't have any head trauma so it's like they're calling it spontaneous and it's like so rare for this to happen that it yeah I've never heard of that before and uh, I was supposed to be filling in on base for military gun shortly after on a tour so they had to find a replacement for me to Mm -hmm. go do that it was it was a mess yeah um so but we're recovering I'm at home starting to make it out the shows a little bit. I haven't been able to make it to a lot of shows in Ohio since moving back. So mm-hmm. what, was, what was the last show that you went to? Uh, Public Opinion. Okay. Um, I saw them. They were touring. I, I made it up to Columbus. I live like an hour and 20 minutes southeast of Columbus. So cool. for those that are familiar with geography, Ohio, <laughs> which is not very many people. <laughs> no, not very many. Uh, well, Danny, I hope you're on the up and up. It sounds like, you know, you know, it's a, uh, you know, same thing with hardcore. It's a marathon, not a sprint as, as well as any recovery. So I hope that, you know, the record's been out and when you're, the time is right, you'll be back on the kit. And, uh, you know, in, in the years to come, hopefully you'll be, you know, do writing the actual parts that you'll be playing as well. 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, I'm like, let's demo, but they're like, we're going on tour for most of the, you know <laughs> what I mean? I'm like, I have nothing to do. I'm like, let's let's who has demos? Let's let's exchange ideas. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, is there anything, Danny, that you want to plug or shout out before we let you go? Uh, I do want to shout out my girlfriend who has been incredibly supportive throughout all of this. Um, I've just appreciated my friends so much. Uh, everyone in initiate shout out to them. They're the best, um, punitive damage. Want to shout out them. Um, yeah. Thanks y'all so much for having me. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to have you. Um, before we let you go, uh, I don't know how familiar with the show you are, but we do have a Bev check portion. So do you got any beverages on hand that you want to showcase? Oh, we got the purple monster. Uh, what flavor is that? Yeah. The zero sugar ultraviolet. It kind of tastes like nothing, but it's oh. pretty good still. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> and there's music notes on it too. So Nice. Okay. Keeping it on very brand. Fitting, <laughs> On brand, keeping it. I knew I was like, I got to get something relevant. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, Danny, well, uh, all the initiate uh, links as well as yours will be in the show notes, as well as everyone uh, who's called in today. But uh, appreciate you making some time to to chat with us today. Thank you so much. It's been awesome. Okay, we'll chat soon, buddy. Talk to you later. Yeah, take it easy. Take care. Well, man. Okay, we got two more tracks. And uh, I want to keep cooking because I got to go in the next few here. So uh, we got a pick of me and then our last Patreon pick. So my last pick is a Western Canada band, Delinquent. Um, track is Petty Tyrant. J- Jack is shaking their head because I-, I know y'all oh, fuck dude. with them. Um, dude, yes. My God, dude. That, I, I, I Seriously, I immediately messaged you as soon as I listened to like one of the tracks. And I was like, this is fucking... I almost wanted to steal it from you. I was like, this is... I want this to be my track. <laughs> <laughs> it's just um, that good. It, it is very serendipitous as well that Initiate and Delinquent's tracks are back-to-back because they're both going to be playing in Calgary uh, for uh, Madball uh, when they're here uh, in a month or so. Um, so it's kind of funny how that lined up. But... um. Petty Tyrant, um, the EP is called Serve and Neglect um, off of Demolition Records. Shout out to Kowalski. Um, yeah, this, they dropped their demo at the very end of uh, of last year. It was like December or something. And I was like, that's awesome that there's this new, there was just this pop-up of all these Western Canada bands. And then they came out with this and this has the Udalali like mix and mastering treatment on it. And I mm. think this is just a huge step up for this band. Um, I'm very excited about it. Let's listen to Petty Tyrant and then we will probably gush and talk about it. Yeah. 
fence. It's just fucking goes, That's like crazy. Fucking violently feral music. Like that's just <laughs> like other than the initiate track. Like this is this is my favorite of, yeah. the, of the episode. I just fucking damn, dude. Are they are they gonna play? Uh, let me rephrase this. My brain just stopped working for a second. <laughs> um, I'm hoping they play one of the initiate dates. I think they're going into Western Canada. I think they're doing like a Vancouver and then a Calgary. Yeah, they're playing the Calgary date because it's Madball, Initiate, Delinquent, and a couple other bands. God bless. And I'm assuming uh, Scope's going to film that. Uh Probably, um, to be determined. I'll, I'll well, talk I'm to you. Put it I'll talk to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping so. I, I need to. That's like a legendary lineup to me. Like, I'd pay top dollar if that happens. But yeah, yeah, yeah. This is maybe. This is kind of like right what I want to listen to right now. Like what I'm currently fixating on, as far as like a style of hardcore stuff that sounds like this. Like, mm. very just like. If you were to take like a hardcore band and to like put them in a cage and just shake the cage a lot and then just let them go, that's that's what it sounds like. And it's, yeah, it's amazing. Okay, one last track. I'm um, gonna end the episode. Um, we got Vamakara. Um, this is our last track and our last Patreon pick as well. Um, the track that was suggested to me uh, to play is a tone, um, and the record uh, is. Uh, called no roses on my grave uh through closed casket activities um vamakar has been a band i've seen it's in its earliest stages because they've come and played canada so many times um but seeing them at the level that they are now and taking it like doing all the shit of a serious level band but knowing that every member of that band is also in other serious projects at the same time is like is really like i don't know how half of these guys do that um so yeah the record's been getting a lot of buzz um it's cool to see i don't i don't think ever in my life i would have thought that i would see roses um laid out in a like uh like a kill shot kind of reticle kind of uh layout but it's it's very fitting um so any anything you want to say about the the track before you play it yeah i have been pretty much like a, a vamakara hater up until like recently <laughs> i just like never understood it or got it but um i saw them at uh the fya pre-show and then realized i guess they had like a switch up in their lineup and maybe like a new vocalist and i think the newer stuff is fantastic. It just blows all the other stuff out of the water. And I've, I've heard a couple other people say that like they've kind of grown from this like regional kind of powerhouse, like really good local back to like truly like a national phenomenon. So I, I'm happy to be on team Bob McCarver now. So that's all I'll say. This is a good track. Yeah. I, I think Gage's vocals definitely helped have the band be just not just another like California band and just take it to like a whole new level. Like I, I remember when Josh, uh, who drums for, for this band and plays in momentum to Cane, um, I told him, I I've not met one person that doesn't like gauges vocals on this stuff. It just, 
it's it's almost more fitting than what it was before. So yeah, uh, I agree. So Atone, Vamacara, Los Angeles. Uh, let's hit it.
wild track, wild band, wild way to end the app. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 fitting. I like, I just, I don't know. I don't even know how to put the words. Maybe it's my brain not working or the track broke my brain, but like, it's good. I'm thinking about maybe playing like the record in full while I'm at the gym after this. Mm. So I'm trying to like picture like what from this episode I can just deep dive into. And so <laughs> looks like it's time for you to play it with the dog. Yeah. I like how I said at the beginning of the episode or before we started, it's like, oh yeah, it's not going to be three hours. And yeah. Like... <laughs> and then we ended up pretty much at, at three. Um, but um, thanks everyone for listening. Um, you know, thanks to all our calling guests for, you know, saying what's up. Um, you know, all the band links and all that will be in the description in the show notes. Um, Scope Exposure Podcast is back, baby. Uh, we got, you know, this episode will be dropping on Tuesday and we'll be back with the interviews as of Friday. Um, go follow Jack and all things what it takes. Um, my dog is now just, you know, it's it's just time. It's just time. Um, thanks for joining me as always, Jack. Uh, great to see you. And uh, we'll see you next month for Listen Up. Shit. Shit.